Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley, who is your 1.01 in 2020? And are you really off base by liking either of these guys 1.01? Almost a silly argument when when you actually argue against somebody's stance. Like, let's start off with that. But but if I had to pick, who am I going with? I'll tell you right now. Let's go. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. It really is a ridiculous argument to say that, that somebody's wrong in liking Barkley over McCaffrey or McCaffrey over Barkley. Now, now most people like McCaffrey, so you're not going to get a lot of people saying, oh, you like McCaffrey, one? That's crazy. He's more of the consensus. If you had to you know, find a, a, a number, an ADP average, he's going to be the guy that's on average higher, but they're both kind of rotating in some respect as the 1.0, and there's a lot of Barkley truthers out there coming back around after they abandoned ship last year, and and it's going to be those people that, that like McCaffrey that are going to drop those comments or the eyeball emoji. There's nothing worse than the eyeball emoji, am I right? When it's unwarranted and unwelcome, and, and you have a comment, and somebody drops that stupid eyeball emoji, it's the worst. Especially when it's unwarranted. Like in this case where you're like, I like Barkley. And then you get the eyeball emoji. If you want to piss anybody off, and people may not admit this, but if you want to piss anybody off, is drop the eyeball emoji when it's not warranted. It's the most annoying thing in the entire world. Like, I like Barkley more than McCaffrey. Eyeball emoji! Unwarranted! Pisses me off! It's arguable. Barkley is literally the best player in the NFL. The strongest running back in the league. And he's on an improving offense that's going to get better every single game. Danny Dimes is going to come into his own, I believe, right out of the gate. But even if it takes him some time, he will look great at times early on. And eventually this team will be firing on all cylinders. That's part of my argument. So might as well start with the Barkley, Barkley argument. Danny Dimes is going to be fire in 2020. He could have a top six to seven fantasy QB season. And if he doesn't truly finish right there because that six to 10 range, the QBs are all so close within like 22, 25 points. Sometimes, even if he finished eight or nine, he's dancing in the six to seven range on a lot of occasions in 2020. So get ready. He's got Slayton, Ingram, Tate, and Barkley, his best receiver. Slayton's going to have a big year. And this offense is very underrated, especially when you consider how awesome of a wide receiver Saquon Barkley is. So if you start looking at quarterbacks by just what actual wide receivers they got on the team and you want to discount Slayton and Tate and Ingram and say Ingram's going to get hurt, which he could, and you want to say, oh, he doesn't have any receivers, you're forgetting one thing, buddy. McCaffrey and Barkley are the top of the top, the best of the best. These are wide receivers. These are... 80 to 100 catch wide receivers trapped in a running back body and so I find it funny when people discount that and talk about Danny Dimes' opportunities in the situation as as if he can't be a top 6 to 7 QB he can and I think he will be and Barkley was hurt and hampered all year Barkley 
when you really look at his yak yards, he was in the top 15 still in yards after contact after having a hurt and hampered season. Even when, he, even when he came back, he was hampered. And people were jumping ship left and right. And I had him as my number one slash number two ranked overall player heading into early mock drafting while the season was still going in 2019. And I was getting strange comments. I think the eyeball emojis were present in that post. And it was so head scratching to me because right now no one in their right mind would tell you Barkley's not the 1.2. But yet people were acting like that was crazy to rank him one or two, especially one when he wasn't playing like his old self because he was still playing hampered. People are so quick to forget the stances they have the next year. Barkley's easily arguable as the 1.01. Barkley, to me, in that improved offense, it's going to get better every single game and make it harder for defenses to focus on stopping just Barkley when they start moving the football down the field and, and not having a three and out all the time is going to help. Barkley could be on a 15-plus TD campaign in 2020 with close to 1,900 to 2,000 total yards. You heard me right. I didn't stutter. That's my prediction for Barkley. And I think he's going to remind everybody in 2020 why he's the locked and loaded 1.01 in dynasty formats from 2021 on. Locked and loaded. And he's built to be the kind of running back that can have six to eight elite years. Not every running back is built the way Barkley is. Barkley's built that way much like Adrian Peterson was. These are these are anomalies. These are players that you don't run into but maybe once a decade. The way they're built, the frame, the size, the strength, the ability, the intelligence, the spatial awareness, the ability to, I believe, stay healthy. I think Barkley's going to prove that in the next handful of years. And McCaffrey, while I, I love McCaffrey, don't twist this up. He's my locked-in 1.2. He's been he's been worked a ton, and at his frame, which is a different frame than Barkley's, it, I mean, he obviously does well between the tackles. He's obviously a receiving beast. You could argue the best receiving back in the league. I think I think Barkley and him are tied for that label, but but you could argue it, and and you could argue that Barkley is built more for that between the tackle work. And the good news, let me start off with the good, is that McCaffrey's getting his workload divided, balanced. It's it's those 300-yard campaigns that have me running for the hills after three or four years. I think he's capable of hanging on one to two more years than the average running back that's getting full-time work at top five fantasy running back volume because that volume is different than a running back that's, you know, going to get I, I think like Jacob's volume or or another player that might not get the, the the volume worthy of top two three overall fantasy value that kind of volume the reason that guys don't sit in the top five year after year after year after year is because they're getting such volume that produces that high-end top five overall fantasy football stats that volume wears a player down now, again, it's good that, that McCaffrey's getting it split between passing and rushing. If McCaffrey was getting 300-yard games or 300-carry seasons like, like Derrick Henry, he would break down very quick with his frame. So the workload is a concern. The balance is a positive. It's managing that almost overwork-type environment that he's sitting in. And don't say he's not overworked. He's got to be one of, if not the most utilized players 
for his team, like percentage usage, percentage of plays used in a game, I believe he's number one. I, I have to look that up, but no team uses a, a running back, I believe, more or a player more than McCaffrey. So the argument's there that he's overworked. The question is, how long can he handle that overworked type of usage? It, it definitely could be another two or three years. I'm not saying at all he's not my 1.2 in, in Dynasty. He is. But Barkley's my one. And I think you can't go wrong with either. But Barkley is my 1.1. Stop with the eye emojis. I've had enough of it. I've had enough of it. Don't go anywhere. We're going to pay a bill real quick with this ad. And then I'm going to tell you about the Throne League. We're, we're drafting at the 1.6 in the Fantasy Football Throne League. The league I created on Instagram, the biggest fantasy football expert league, I think, in Instagram history, maybe in social media history. The way that this thing operates where you, the fans, you, the followers, draft for your experts team. So Team Smitty, you guys draft my team every time I'm on the clock in this slow draft. It's going to take about a month. I pull you guys I get your opinion, and I draft the team you decide, and I take it into battle during the season against the 11 other experts and shows in this draft that I've hand-selected to make this the most uh, entertaining and biggest fantasy football league in uh, in social media history. So I'm going to talk about that one second. Let's pay a bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fantasy Football Throne kicks off this Friday, June 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern. We might even kick it off at midnight, you know, prior to that, just, just with the first team that's up. We got the sixth pick. And what is the Throne League? It's a league I created a year ago, so this is year two, where I gathered 11 other fantasy football expert pages or shows. Most of them are very heavy in the Instagram world. Um, you can find me at the Fantasy Football Show on Instagram to find out more details and how to get involved in this, uh, and on YouTube at smitty1.com. That's the short link, smitty the number one.com. I'm going to be going live when we're on the clock. It's a slow draft, like I mentioned a minute ago, a slow draft that could take about a month to get through, maybe like half a round a day. So we're at the six pick. We will be probably on the clock at some point during that day one, and. And we can assume that Barkley's gone, McCaffrey's gone, Elliott's gone. And then at that point, we're not sure if Kamara Mike Thomas will go next. If Kamara's available, that's who I'm going to urge our community to draft. But I choose who you decide. I pull you guys live. I go. I do lives on YouTube at smitty1.com. I'll do lives on my Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show. And I go to my Discord, Smitty. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the URL to my Discord is sleeper, you, sleeper, the letter U, like a university, sleeperu.com slash discord. And and get in there and start talking about who we should take at 1.6 because we're kicking around some amazing uh, names like obviously Cook, Dalvin Cook, but we're worried about his holdout. Josh Jacobs is being talked about and that seems early to some that aren't in the know. 
that this guy's on the rise, that this guy's going to get a ton more PPR work in 2020, and that he's got the safest floor out of every running back after Dalvin or after Kamara now. Um, we're kicking that idea around. But the fantasy football throne is the most fun league with with over a million combined followers involved with all the 12 pages involved. And you guys draft my team. So at 6, when we're on the clock, we'll have about a 6-hour timer. We don't, have to, we don't have to take up the whole time. That timer's there in case, you know, let's say you get on the clock and you're West Coast and it's, you know, 9, 9 a.m. You know, Eastern. It's really 6 a.m. Pacific time, so I'm not going to vote at 6 a.m. I'll wait until probably 8 or 9. We'll take a vote. I, I go on lives. I get your opinion, and I plug the pick in, and we draft this team together, you guys and I. And we're going to make the best team and win this trophy and have the bragging rights that the fantasy football show community is number one. I need your help. We're going to dominate this thing. It all starts Friday. Get onto my Instagram. Search me by The Fantasy Football Show. And let's let's start digging into who we're going to take at 1.6. You're listening to The Fantasy Football Show. 